Georgie? The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Come with me if you want to live. Hello and welcome to Road to Nowhere, the comic book, sci-fi and horror movie podcast. I'm your host Andy Connor and today I'm delighted to be joined by Larry Reed. Larry, how's it going? Good. Hello, how you doing? And tonight we're joined by a special guest in the third chair. It is Rob from the Directors Uncut podcast. Rob, how's things? Great, thanks Thanks for having me on. Not just I'm an old hand at podcasts as well. This is the like the latest guys. I've been doing so many of these things. Um, started with the gig show. Mm. That was like a tech and gaming podcast. Cool. And cool. I've also had like a wrestling podcast, which is called Two Sweet Wrestling. That lasted for about a year. Nice. Larry, you probably appreciate this. It was around the era of sort of Lucha Underground. Oh, lovely. That was good. That's good. I like, will um, check it out. Um, what else have I done? <laughs> oh, Cine- Cinema Eclectica um, okay. did that. And I, I don't know why I picked that name of all names because the people who had hosted with me could never say the name properly. It was, <laughs> yeah. a, it was a bad mistake. And uh, yeah, now directors on court. Mm. Should both have been on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. I think um, I think I've been on it twice, haven't I? For Craven and Michael Moore. Yes, Michael Moore one's out, isn't it? Um, yeah, it'll be soon enough. Aye. Um, and then I've got another one coming up, which I'm gonna give away. <laughs> well, some of us, yeah, some of us are still waiting on their their direct to in direct it's, un, <laughs> cutting podcast. It's the luck of the draw, Larry. I know it's the luck of the draw. It's a wheel, like. <laughs> I've been on. I've been on to talk about talk about what I've been watching. So mm-hmm. I take I that from because because some people who are like the first to pick. Like say, oh yeah, yeah we'll come on board. And I'll, I'll do it, and then they've picked like there's 450 directors to pick seven. Yeah, and I think, ah, oh, I want you to be on, but it's uh, random. Yeah. It's just random is not a friendly thing. I uh, mean, think I think that's what I've done. I think I've picked like maybe like 15. Maybe I've, I don't not a lot. I don't think, but just because I'm more a fee with films and I'm with directors, so mm-hmm. I probably I've missed out ones. I'm like, oh my god, I've, I've missed that guy or. That that girl out. So yeah, I sat and I, I went through the whole list one afternoon and looked up every director and what movies they had. So I had a list. I think I'm down for a good chunk, maybe fifty, sixty. You are, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just thought, oh, fuck it, I'll talk about him. Why not? But yeah, it's it's, uh, it's great fun being on it. You've got loads of great uh, contributors for it as well. Um, oh, I am thirty plus people. Mm. Wow, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good. And um, you're saying the Geek Show, is the Geek Show still going? Still going, isn't it? The actual overarching thing, yeah. I mean, it was like a podcast that started in 2010, so I'm like the veteran of podcasting, but (laughs) nobody knows who I am. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm working on that. I'm working on it. Yeah. That's the thing, I think, as well. It's the um, it's not just the podcasting side, is it? It's you do a lot of your your editing as well, and you do editing for us as well for the directing over reps, which is um, very much appreciated, especially Absolutely. by myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> and 
but it's the the way you've got to kind of continually promote yourself like the Twitter and everything and yeah, I mean, I don't know if Facebook is still a thing. Like, I use Facebook for five a side, that's about it. And even then, we've moved on to WhatsApp, so I barely use that. I really, really wanted to like my Facebook, but it's just not happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just out yeah. of curiosity, am I coming up on that timeline there? Because on my readout, it's just flat. No, you're definitely you're coming up. You're coming up on mine, eh? Oh, good, good, good. Just thought I'd double check. Yeah, uh, yeah it seems to be. Why did you maybe actually want to turn yourself up a wee bit, if you can... Okay, no, he's talking. Yes, he's a wee bit. Are you I can now? hear you alright, but it's just... I can download, hear you fine, but it's just... Down, it's download an app called Levelator. Okay. Right, okay. I'll, se- I'll send you a link and it'll make out, it'll sort out all this stuff. Right. Okay, lovely. Okay, cool. Hopefully that works. I mean, I've told you about this fucking laptop before. It's, uh, it's basically a glamorised iPad. Um, Fingers so, crossed. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool, so first part of the show... The regular part. I'll come to Rob first, um, if you're happy with that. Just talking about anything we've watched that is of interest that you would recommend, or even if you don't recommend it, if you think it's shit and not want to watch it, you can warn people. <laughs> I mean, I've watched Tremors again recently, and that's one mm. of those... I mean, people talk about movies that, whether it's on TV, they'll just sit down and watch it. Mm. Uh, Die Hard's that for a lot of people, but for me, yes. Tremors, it's just... I, I love that movie so much. One that I've never seen. It's so good. It's amazing. I, I love Tremors. It's like definitely one of these kind of comfort movies for me as well. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, I, I might be a controversial opinion this. I don't know, but I'm going on record and saying that monster is probably one of the greatest in cinema history. Right. I would say so. I agree. I agree with that. Is mm. it quite um, um, a, what's the word? Prosthetic? Heavy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Definitely, it's like yeah, a, yeah. a huge worm with like aye. snakes in its mouth. It's yeah. amazing. Aye. Aye, I mean, is it like it's 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 made? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aye. Could it have been 1990, 90, 91? Yeah, 1990, I think. Yeah, yeah. Aye. I think aye. I think that one's all all practical, and the second and other ones are all more. Um, I think there's a above movies. ground. Because I think I remember watching the second one. It was like yeah. this little, little running critter, and I thought, yeah, what yeah, the yeah, hell yeah. have I done to these movies? Yes, it's yeah, awful. yeah, yeah. Uh, just like <laughs> anything with success, didn't it? They spawn <laughs> yes. countless, especially in the nineties, countless fucking straight to video, straight to DVD sequels. Oh, it was a TV series as well. It in two thousand three, but I dare. Oh watch yeah, that. I will I not watch that. that. <laughs> now we're gonna reboot it as well. We're gonna bring a series out with Kevin Bacon, weren't we? But that just mm-hmm. never, never happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got out with Dodge after the first one, I think. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Um, I, I knew Kevin Bacon was in but yeah, it's, it's one I should definitely check out. I think I would like it, but I've just never, never get round to it. Um, it's a, it's a really fun people... sort of like kind of um, kind of comedy horror kind of film. It's good. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, people don't like it. You know, I, I just don't trust you, honestly, because it's mm. just it's impossible <laughs> not to like. It. It's one of those yeah, movies. Yeah. Aye. Um, and else you've caught Rob or is that? Um, well, um, it's about halfway through the year, so I'm catching up on uh, older movies from this year that I've not seen, and one that I watched recently that I didn't think I was going to like because with Nicolas Cage, I'm hit and miss. Mm. Right. I don't know where you're going to come with him because I honestly find when he does this whole stop giving me cocaine routine like he does in Mandy, mm. just, just behave, yeah. <laughs> read it in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I'm unbearable witness of massive talent. Yeah, I, I've seen that as well. It's just delightful. Can you just stop stalling and answer the question? What is your third favorite movie of all time? 
Paddington 2. What? Cabinet Dr. Calgary, Paddington 2, connect those dots. I mean, I don't want to be a snob, but... I cried through the entire thing and made me want to be a better man. Bullshit, Mom! <laughs> Paddington 2 is incredible. I fucking told you. Aye, it's so good, man. Like, it's a warm hug of a movie. Like, him and Pedro Pascal are fucking excellent, isn't it? Just a hangout movie between two guys, and it's <laughs> making a movie and getting weird. It's got a great, uh, what, what the, some drug to take, I can't remember what to take, but it's got a great drug sequence in it. Is it just acid? Point. They drop acid tabs or something, don't they? I think it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. lovely. It's just absolutely lovely movie again. Mm. Aye, it's two guys, basically, as you're saying, hanging out. Uh, the Pedro Pascal's a kind of... A Nick Cage super fan, and he <laughs> invites him over to basically to hang out with him, but he also wants to kind of convince him to join his movie and like read his script and things like that. And mm. he's nervous, and it's just it's it's aye, it's fantastic. Everyone should check that out. Even it's even if you're not a Nick Cage fan, I still think you should because it's mm. just a good buddy movie. Like, yeah, there's not enough of them these days. No, there definitely isn't. I think the scene that kind of sums it up really well is where uh, Pedro Pascal takes him in he's like his Nick Cage uh, kind of trophy room <laughs> and when he's, he's collected yeah. he's collected all the memorabilia and he's got this really shit waxwork from like, Madame Two Swords or something or Planet Hollywood I think it's Planet Hollywood and he says how much did Nick Cage says how much do you pay for that and he's like oh six thousand dollars he says I'll give you twenty <laughs> <laughs> it's just like poking fun at yourself because he's so fucking known for being so over the top with his spending and everything. Aye, Apparently, he was out. terrified of doing it as well, but you know, mm. if it doesn't come across, it's just yeah, gorgeous movie. Mm, definitely, I recommend that. Um, Larry, what about yourself? In Bothwell? I, I watched Watcher, Watcher, which is a really good film. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a, that, yeah. it's kind of like a, a stalkery movie. Mm-hmm. But can a girl Scott, move um, to like him and ruin it, hasn't it? The girl, the girl from it follows, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And that guy, that's that kind of English guy that's got a really weird face and this everything. I can't remember his name, but um, well, that doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> doesn't narrow, narrow it down, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this English guy with weird faces, um, but not really good. It's like it's it's kind of the setup is really that she's moved to, I think it's Romania, and then right. basically she can't speak a word of Romanian, so. There's no subtitles in it, generally unless like unless the two Romanian people are talking. Right. Um, it's mostly all like every time she's having a conversation with somebody, you don't see what they're saying. She doesn't understand the word they're saying. She doesn't they don't understand what she's saying. So, but it's, it's really good and it kind of it's a bit of a slow burn. But but at the end of it, it's, it's really kind of graphic and really kind of gory at, at some point. So, mm. and I watched Men as well, which which I actually quite liked. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I've, I, I it's watched it with really the Yes, it's quite divided, it's quite polarising, um, but I liked mm-hmm. it, I thought it was fun, I thought it was like, uh, it's very weird, it's a very, very fucking weird ending, uh, um, for anyone that's seen it, you know what I'm talking about, but it's, 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 but apart from that, really, what else have I watched? I finished my Friday the 13th watch, and now I'm like, waving over my next magnum opus to watch now, am I going to go for 
what Rob suggested the last time I spoke to him was it going to be <laughs> Amityville, which only has ten movies. I realised because I actually had to properly research it. Official ones on that on that timeline. So if I'm doing. I'm just doing timeline only, or do I torture myself by watching the downgrade, the slow slow decline decline of the Hellraiser movies? Because like there's ten, eleven of them. Fucking hell, like. Yeah. Was it the one in um, uh, Amityville where it was Amityville in space? It was like yeah, a, a I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely Hellraiser in space. Hell, I think the fourth one's in space. I think pretty sure. That's kind of as well, well, isn't it? Where yeah, it's yeah. A, a female pinhead and all the. Oh, the, insane, the, all the yeah. yeah. How can how can pinhead have boobs? <laughs> also, if you want to be fucking facetious, he's not called pinhead. Never has really been until I think. Uh, yeah, it's Clive Barker. Never caught him pinhead. Yes. It was just a kind of just what people described him as, really. Aye, it was aye. It was a guy with a pin in his head. Aye, and his head that's it. Aye, and uh, same like Ghostface and Scream. People called him Ghostface, which is the worst fucking name ever. Um, and it just was kind of adapted, and then. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it was, he maybe mentioned, I think Clive Barker wrote a book maybe about five years ago. I can't remember the name of it, but it's apparently one of his recurring characters from other books comes up against what he now calls Pinhead. Mm. Uh, the the Cenobites, aren't they? The Cenobites, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the original Hellraiser or yes, um, absolutely, yeah. read The Hellbound Heart. Cenobites are barely in it. Yeah, it's yeah the, the main the main villain and that is the it's Frank Frank and yeah. Frank's kind of the affair he's having with yeah. his brother's wife. Like it's the main part That's of, the main it. Piece it's of it. The yeah, adult yeah. horror movie. That's what I was thinking about because it get kind of categorised in almost like a slasher genre, a slasher yeah. uh, umbrella. People think. Hellraiser's a slasher movie. You watch it, it's a no, it's a really adult horror movie. It's a really adult book. It's like a yeah. lot of yeah. like um uh, kind of the hardcore sexual themes in it and um really like kind, kind of very kind of BDSM and stuff like yeah, that. Stuff. Yeah, quite and quite gruesome violence, yeah. not just here's Jason dicing somebody up or here's Freddy mm-hmm. chasing somebody down a fucking never ending hallway. It's very come on, very adult. Up. One of those, uh, I haven't seen enough of uh, Hellraiser, but the one slasher franchise that you should always stay away from for my money is Puppet Master. It just doesn't stop. It just keeps on going. And it's, they're all pointless. Yeah. Never see, I've never seen a Puppet Master. I've seen a Leprechaun one. I've yeah. seen Critters, which apparently that get remade and rebooted like yeah. three years ago. And Shudder as well. They've done Shudder. They made a series on Shudder. Was that what it was? Maybe that's what I'm getting mixed up with. Um, that kind of 80s era, I... It's way more graphic than uh, <laughs> Critters or um, <laughs> Goon, anything like that. <laughs> Especially the one which uh, Craig, is it Zed Craig Zala, is that his name? Um, Born Tomahawk guy. Yeah, right, okay. He did one which is just nasty and ugly violence. Mm. Is Bone Tomahawk any good? Yes. I, I, like, I liked it, but it's it's. It does have this kind of weird sort of like pushback because it's kind of like it does portray like Native Americans as kind of savages, which is a bit like as in, in the kind of film that came out at the time. You kind of think it was we kind of be done with that part of it, but right. um, is it a horror? I wouldn't say it's a, ho- kind of a horror. horror. It's more like kind of like a really graphic western kind of thing, but Aye. with so kind I've of horror ele- elements in it at the end, sort of thing. Aye. I've heard about the wishbone scene. Yeah, 
that kind of put me off a wee bit. It's, um, it's worth a watch, I think. It's worth a watch, and because I like that director, he's made some good films. Like he made, I really like Zellblock. is pretty good, yeah. That's so so. I think so when I watched the same guy that made uh, Attacking Cell Block 99, yeah, yeah. And then he made Dragged Across Concrete, across concrete which I yeah. had done really good things about. Yeah, there was yeah. backlash against him for that because it, mm. it had sort of pretty right wing uh, ideas in it. Yeah. yeah. And then they went, hang on, you're right wing, kind of. Yeah. And then, went, okay, we're not interested in you anymore. He's <laughs> like a hot thing, wasn't he, for a while? <laughs> Aye. Aye. We had uh, Ma- we had Mel Gibson in it, so that was maybe the first red flag. Just be like, oh, let's go have Mel Gibson back. He's fine. Like, a half hour really? monologue about why he hates Jewish people. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> that was, that was like, great. Plus, women on the great either. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. I it's Bone Tomahawk's one of, again. It's kind of passed me by, but yeah, went off a wee tangent there. Kind of slasher franchises, we've had a bit of a resurgence, haven't we? I mean, we discussed Child's Play too, um, mm. and the, the Chucky TV series went to be great as well. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting a bit repetitive of Child's Play. The first one's great. Yeah. Well, I've only ever seen one and two, plus the, the, the kind of Mark Hamill remake for a few years ago. I think the, fir- the, fir- the third one's all right, but after that it kind of gets a bit weird. It's a bit more like... Silliness, isn't it? Is that the kind of the comedy? I think the first three are, are a bit more... Third is, third is a bit daft because it's also got like like an army sort of like army cadet sort of thing isn't it they are in the third one when they start introducing the bride of uh, Chucky and yeah, the child yeah. of Chucky is it son of Chucky I can't remember what they call seed it of Chucky. Seed, seed of Chucky seed of Chucky that's it yeah it gets... <laughs> I think it was the last one the cult of Chucky I think it was the yeah. last movie before the remake yeah yeah, but they are. They're cheap to make and they probably make money, so that's why they get made, don't they? Really? Oh, um, fist, I imagine, yeah. Yeah. Um, Larry, anything else? Is that? I've been watching, a, I've, I've been really getting into the William Lustig movies. If you don't know, he's like, obviously the guy directed ah, Maniac Cop. Maniac Cop's fun. It's, yeah. it's so funny. All three of them are fun. All three of them are, are just daft and extremely violent and gory, which is things I love. But um, I watched. On the fourth of July, I watched Uncle Sam, which is <laughs> his. Uh, it's a golf, a kind of golf war veteran comes back from the dead on fourth of July and starts killing people dressed as Uncle Sam. Um, <laughs> it's it's very 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 stupid. And Isaac Hayes is sort of like one of the big heroes in it, which is very strange. Aye. So uh, Scientology, noted Scientologist and f- friend of South Park. Isaac Hayes, um, <laughs> and I also watched Vigilante with Robert, Robert Forster, right. which is a really good kind of sleazy Death Wish style uh, film from 1982, oh, and watched it other night, other night, and it was really, really good. It's got a really kind of cool, extremely kind of John Carpenter synth um, soundtrack, and it's very, it's like, I think, I, I need to, I'll need to watch Death Wish again to see which kind of portrays it a little bit better. It's the same sort of thing, but there's a very brutal scene with a shotgun and, and a child in it. Yeah, I think the and first, first um, Death Wish is good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with Jeff Goldblum. It's another, <laughs> it's another one which loses its mind a little Yeah, bit yeah, that, it does, like, they get more ridiculous as it goes on. Right. The, um, again, Death Wish, another one I've seen, but I've seen Maniac Cop but a long time ago. But mm. uh, it kind of into that 80s style of schlocky horror, isn't it? Like, yeah. Schlocky violence, like... Which I'm all for. I'm happy to watch that. Yeah. Um, 
Myself, uh, the only time I've been to the cinema recently was to see Minions, The Rise of Gru. Oh, <laughs> caveat this with, I have a three-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> the stuff you have to watch when you've got a small child in the family is gruelling. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind the Minions. I like the, they're a wee bit kind of slapstick comedy. Um like running into frying pans and shit like that. Like it's fine. This just was be, completely passable. Like I could not yeah. tell you anything that happened in it. Just be like grateful that they've stopped making the nativity movies because that's the only oh, time when I've ever had a, a rage headache <laughs> while watching movies. So. <laughs> Grinding your teeth as well at the same time, just out of yeah. pure fury. Like oh, it was man. fine. It was what it was. It was a minion movie. There was some oh, bits yeah. where I kind of went, oh that was quite funny. Have you seen this recent a gentle minion movement that's been going on no. social media. Have you not seen this? No, I've not seen that at all. What's this? So it's groups of like 15 to 20 guys who all get dressed up in suits mm-hmm. and they'll go and see the minion movie together. But <laughs> cinemas, <laughs> it's like a social media thing. Like if you Google it, you'll see it. And like cinemas have started saying any large groups of males dressed in suits will not be admitted to this screen and <laughs> because they're just picking up and it's like the minions come on screen and they yeah <laughs> they start fucking cheering and all that it's That's just amazing. they're like blown up it's kind of funny um but yeah i've seen minions i i mean i really want to see black phone and i've still managed to get to see it yeah i don't particularly i'm not particularly fussed about seeing Jurassic World Dominion because I've heard how bad it is, but I kind of like to see them in the cinema, So, but I also don't want to sit for two and a half hours mm. in a movie that is known to be bad. Yeah. Um, I rewatched Jaws the other day, which is still great. Um, and that jump scare will always get you. No how many times you watch it, it'll yeah. always get you. Yeah, it's for, a, for one of the direct episodes that I'm doing. Um, been a while since I've watched it. I forgot how front-loaded it is. Like, it starts and then you have the first death and then the second death and it really slows down, like in the middle. It's almost like what you would... The kind of structure of it's right strange and I know they've done it based on if Bruce the Shark worked, they would film. (laughs) But, like, it's it's quite a strange uh, set... uh, What's the word? It's quite a strange um, plot. The way it goes and the the setup of it, like it's front loaded and then quiet and then a wee bit at the end, but there's nothing really. It's, it's got to be uh, one of the movies that's been ripped off the most. It must be yeah, absolutely. Oh, hundreds and hundreds of the things. Aye, well, I mean, if even Spielberg's like folks say that Jurassic Park is just a different version of Jaws. Like it's it's a monster movie that, mm. but it's less adult. Um, mm. And yeah, a monster movies have followed on for Jaws. And see, a monster movies maybe a bit harsh on it, but um, watched that. Uh, God, what else have I watched? I think a complete blank. Uh, rewatching Stranger Things, kind of at the minute. Like my, um, so I rewatched. I watched the whole four series, which was just fantastic. Possibly a wee bit long. Um, but my wife now has wanted to go back and start from season two because she kind of. Stopped, I think maybe halfway through season two or something. I can't remember exactly. But she wants to watch it now, and she's actually in the other room now watching episode three of series four. But that's good. I've told her she's not allowed to watch episode four unless I'm there because that's like the greatest episode of Stranger Things ever and one of the best episodes of TV in a long time. Um, it's, it's all out now. 
all out now. Yeah, it's yes. all out. Yeah, yeah. Aye, yeah. So they released the first seven episodes and then waited a month and released the last two. Yeah, I'm not a fan of waiting. I just kind of want to power through it. And get it done. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all out. And but I mean, the last two episodes are four hours long. Oh, and that's so, a bit much. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. One, the, the episode eight is an hour and a half, and episode nine is two and a half hours. Yeah, but it could have been cut quite a bit actually, and I've I've really have enjoyed it. A couple of caveats maybe that I've got um, with certain finale points, but I, th- I think it's been great. I think it's been the best season of it easily. Um, I would say so. I would say I really enjoyed it. I think I think mm-hmm. it's. At the beginning, I was I was very skeptical of it. Even I'd even enjoy it, and by the end of it, I was like, I just want to see season five come out right now because I just wanted to find mm. out what's going to happen next. Yeah, there is like going to be a five, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah this yes, is the last, this is the last one. Although we are getting a Stranger Things stage play and a Stranger Things spin-off series. So, I won't be surprised if it was a musical at some point in the future. Yeah, yeah. As well. <laughs> the, the, the spin-off they have said is not going to involve any one of this cast. It's nothing to do with them, which is quite good. Like at least if they're going to do a spin-off, make it maybe more anthology style or different way of telling a story, not just here's what happened to Mike when he's like forty-five. Yeah. Like, um, but doesn't Dovdid really cares that much? Like, at least they're trying something a bit different. Um, there was one thing I was wanting to mention, and I think I shared it with yourself, Larry. The recent announcement of Snow, the Game of Thrones sequel series. Uh, Do you watch Game of Thrones, Rob? Not a single second of it. Oh, fair enough. You're I've seen adverts. I've seen adverts. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 I'm impressed by that, but you avoided it completely. Aye, it's, 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 it's the way it it's ended. It's, it's um, yeah. you're probably better to just avoid it. But basically, apparently, it was Amelia Clark, I think, that initially spilled it, and then George R. R. Martin came out and confirmed it. And apparently, Kit Harrington went to HBO and was like, "I think we should make a Jon Snow sequel series." And they went, "Okay," and they're allowing him to pick like his own production team and all that. Seems really weird, especially the fact that yeah. Kit Harrington's clearly went, I'm getting fucking nowhere with anything else. I need to get back to what I'm known for. Somebody give me a job. And they've went, okay. <laughs> like, this seems mad. I just some swear, eh? They must do. I suppose he made them a lot of money. But he was in the Eternals and he was fucking pissing that. And then yeah. I think yeah. he was, he's given a character in the MCU that might move on move to something, make become something. Yeah. And... But whether or not they actually carry that on after the way the, the Eternals went. But yeah, I just thought I'd mention that. Very strange. We don't usually talk news. It really annoyed me. And I just wanted to vent it someday for a couple of seconds. Um, the only other thing, the fact that actually recently the night is uh, James Can died a couple of years ago, which is a bit. Yeah, RIP. Absolutely. It's like one of them. I mean, if you got to watch one of his movies, watch Faith. Faith yes, Faith. I was going to say that exactly. Stunning yeah. movie. So well, I just good. recently watched um, Misery for the well, see, recently a couple of months back for uh, the first episode of Directing Nowhere by Adam Miller, Phil Film Facts, and um, he picked uh, Rob Reiner, and so we were discussing how great James Caan is in Misery, mm. and really? he's a fucking incredible he's, actor. He's great. And the stories right. that are coming out about him on uh, social media, just being like no stand-up guy. Yeah, 
Aye, yeah, aye, it's always good when you hear that because sometimes if somebody dies, it'll be like, aye, and he was a dick to me this time and he never tipped me enough. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 you hear a lot of that. Plus, he's great in Elf. I always go back to Elf. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know it's not what he's known for, but I watch Elf once a year. So, like, James can do it. But yeah, yeah. that was a bit Watch shit. that, Just... watch, watch Thief, watch Free, Free Bean the Bean. It's a good mm. buddy cop comedy film. Him and Alan yeah. Arkin. All right, cool. And then obviously, he's, this, is he Sonny Corleone, isn't he? Yes. And the Godfather comes to an untimely death. Ah, he's Look just what they a, did to my son. A legend. Yeah. Just a. <laughs> hey, what are you going to do? Nice college boy, eh? Didn't want to get mixed up in the family business. Huh? Now you want to gun down a police captain one because he slapped you in the face a little bit? Huh? What do you think? This is the army where you shoot him a mile away? You got to get him close like this. But a bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. Come here. So, what we're going to do now is the main body of the podcast where we discuss a movie from basically one of the actors or actresses from the previous episode and part of their. Um, back catalogue um, the last episode we discussed Child's Play 2 which was good laugh, first time watch for me, quite enjoyed it and from that we picked Jenny Agatha I think there was only yes. one place we could go for Jenny Agatha yes. if you want to go for all in classics and it is an American oh, wedding from London isn't this fun, lovely stroll on the moors did you hear that? I heard that. What is it? You think it's a dog? Nice doggy. Good boy. What happened to them? Well, the police report said they were attacked by an escaped lunatic. A wolf. My friend Jack was just here. <laughs> Told me that I will become a monster in two days. Your dead friend, Jack. Yes. Gotta believe me, David. Believe what? You're one of the undead. And I'm a werewolf. Tomorrow night's the full moon. You're gonna change. A what? You'll become. I know. I know. A monster. A naked American man stole my balloon. What? What did I do last night? You don't remember? The last remaining werewolf must be destroyed. It's you, David. Run! Good Lord. Um, Larry, do you want to give us a wee synopsis? Let's... Yeah, uh, I'm just going to get the names right here. So we have two best friends, Jack and David. Um, Jack played by Griffin Dunn, David played by David Naughton. Excellent naming there. Um, basically, they've come on a kind of backpacking holiday, soon to go to Italy, um, but then this time they're just now they're in the north of England. Um, they happen to be in a pub, and the pub regulars are not very welcoming. So they go off into the night with the warnings of beware the moon and stay off the moors. Yeah. They don't do that. 
and they are mauled by a large beast. Uh, Jack is killed and David uh, wakes up in hospital in, in London um, and finds out over the course of being told by his undead friend Jack that he A, is a werewolf, he will kill, and he must kill himself to stop the bloodline. And chaos ensues, basically. Yeah. Um, aye, that's spot on. Um, first off, what's your thoughts on this movie in general, Rob? Have you always been a fan? Is it, have you seen it before? Even if it's oh, okay? Yeah. Uh, complicated, honestly. I mean, um, mm. once upon a time, I would absolutely happily say it was one of my uh, favourite horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I can say that anymore. Really? Wow. It's just a, after the rewatch, or just after this rewatch? Yeah, right, okay. It was a it was a shocking um, rewatch. I mean, let's be honest. The practical effects, I don't think they'll ever dare. dare. No, and mm. I, I'm not got any issue with that a lot. I do think the howling has the better transformation. I know it's a controversial opinion, but oh, yeah, it, okay. you know, it's, it's skin bubbles. I mean, come on, it's, it's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but I think it's um, it's just tonally. Skittish, isn't it? There's mm, a little bit. Aye. Yeah. Uh, I would agree with that. Aye. Like so the ending kind of just happens. Yeah, it's, it does kind of come to an end very kind of abruptly. It's, it's like, yeah. it, does, it does seem when I watched it this time that it was both a lot more slapsticky in bits, um, which we'll probably, we'll probably get into, but it's also really quick. It's, it's It does kind of mortar through things, like... Yeah, I mean, it's a 90-minute movie, which yeah. is... It gets a lot in it, yeah. Yeah, it gets a lot into that 90 minutes. Um, aye, so a bit, of a bit of disappointment for you this time, then, maybe watching it? Um, I still think it's a great movie, but it's just right, okay. not the movie right. I remember it as. Ah, oh, right, okay. Ah, it's, it's always disappointing, that. I mean, um, it's one of the, I mean, I've watched it about five or six times. Uh-huh. Um, it's one of the pivotal movies that got me into horror cinema really back when I was sort of first dipping my toe. Yeah. But it's just one of those weird things you go back to, like, you go on this journey discovering something, yeah, well that's where that better, you start somewhere yeah, and you go on a journey from that place and then when you go back to where you started you're like, hang on this is this is not how I remembered it. No. Does that Aye, make sense? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you've got that uh, sense of nostalgia as you're moving away from the time where you watched it sort of thing. Yeah. And that sense of um, not gatekeeping towards it, but like a, a sense of warmth and uh, yeah. aye, nostalgia is maybe the best way to word it. Um, It'll always be an important movie to me, but it's just yeah, of course. I don't think I'll watch it again after this time, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Aye, um, Larry, do you feel about it? Are you? I st- I still love it. I, f- I think it's it will still always be one of my favorite horror movies, regardless. Okay. But. And as I say, Rob pointed out as well that Rick Baker effects. I don't think they'll ever, I'm ever, I'll ever get tired of watching that transformation yeah. scene. It's, it's just amazing. It's, it's so graphic. Like I like, I love the howling. Um, the good thing, the thing I have with the howling is the problem I have with the howling is that I just don't understand why they just don't run, run away when they're changing because they seem to be static when they're changing. And you're like, I just stand here I just, and watch. I can just, just like go out to the side there. I can just get out. Now just watch them just turn in, turn into a violent beast in front of me. Whereas obviously the American werewolf he does it on his own, he's he's yeah. kinda of left on his, his own devices to kind of unfortunately change and get no help to help, you know, stop it from happening. So um it's just an amazing amazing scene. It's 
like well, if they look at obviously I'm a big fan of Rick Baker's work for all his movies. So, mm. and I've got I don't know where I've, I've I don't know where I've put it, but I've got the John Landis kind of book on monsters where it kind of talks about yeah, that okay. kind of part and stuff about it. But um, I did notice there's a lot more kind of comedic, as I say before, that mm-hmm. there's a lot more comedy in this movie than I, I noticed when I was younger. Um, especially like the cops are in it. It seems like mm. sort of bumbling, sort of like yeah. um, they keep hit, walking at the doors and hitting themselves and like knocking things over accidentally. And it's like, yeah, for two guys that are investigating like murders, essentially, it's, it seems a bit, <clears throat> but the wrong, wrong, wrong people to get on the case. It reminds me, I can't remember the movie. I think it's called Deathline. Okay. Um, it's a British horror movie in which there's cannibals, a group of cannibals living in the like a, a collapsed uh, underground station in London. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's he called? Um, bald British actor. He's in Halloween. Doctor Loomis. Uh, Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance is like the um, police investigator, and he's also cracking wise, and he's just weird and all over the place of his comedy. But it's this really, really dark movie. I mean. It's a weird thing in British cinema, but it, it's a thing, isn't it? Like the bumbling cops. Yeah, it's a bit strange. Like, yeah, it's, a, it's kind of a trope, I suppose. And it's also, it's a very, like, for a, a film that's obviously made by John Landis, it, and it's a very English movie. It's a very, yes. very, very thoroughly British movie from kind of start to finish. It's not, there's no sort of Americanisms in it at all, I don't think, really. Hmm. Apart from, obviously, maybe the effects and stuff like that, but it's certainly... Um, feels and I've always remind always when I'm when I was younger when I watched it and seen it on TV I always kind of thought it was some sort of like made sort of made in Ealing or something like that. these kind of <laughs> these kind of like horror movies that were just very of the time um, but yeah I, I I think unlike Rob I would I would always watch it again because again it's kind of one of these kind of comfort movies because it's not it's not as scary really is it it's like it's very yeah. like very tame by the way with movies, you know, we, we've seen nowadays, something like late phases or something like that, where it's a bit more graphic, a bit more, like, brutal, but um, mm. it's a lot of, lot of, lot to enjoy from, I think. <clears throat> yeah. I really enjoyed it as well. Um, it's been a while since I've watched it. Like, it's not one, it's not, it's never been a favourite for me, to be honest. Like, I've never been, like, kind of, been the seminal horror movie for me, um, or horror comedy. Um but I do enjoy it. Uh, one thing I noticed this time is it seems a lot trippier mm. than I remembered. Like a lot of dream sequences. Oh, no, and, lords, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think you can definitely see where people maybe like uh, like Edgar Wright have got influence yes. from with their style of horror comedy. Um, and obviously the, the prime age for him, he'd have been in his kind of early teens I'd imagine when this would have came out maybe maybe a wee bit younger um, yeah it's like 81 so yeah I'd uh, guess so yeah and one of the things we kind of spoke briefly about Jaws earlier on I think what it does very well up until maybe the last couple of minutes is barely see the wolf you see the, the transformation yes you never seen the final transformation which is interesting yeah. we'll come on to the transformation later but it does a really good job of getting that kind of sense of tension and dread without really showing you anything. Very similar to Jaws. Like, I still think it, it's one of the rare occurrences. I mean, you see movies where you, you, you've shown too much of the monster there. Uh-huh. It, it's completely ruined it, but 
I'd be proud to show this monster as much as you possibly can, because even it's it's that rare thing. Usually, when the move, you say, "Oh, that's crap, that." Mm. Why be bothered there? But even when it moves towards the yes. end, it still looks pretty good. It does. I think the issue with werewolf movies, if you're making them move, and especially at that time, where nowadays we know we've got CG and we've got all sorts. And oh, you say that. I mean, uh, where's Craven? One cursed as a totally CG. Um, yeah, shit. <laughs> it's utterly shit. Yeah. But, but more nowadays, if you want something, you can make it look lifelike. Back then, if you want the movement and everything, it maybe looks a wee bit dog-like, like too much. I know a werewolf is essentially partially the, like canine, but it looks a bit too... And you only get, you only get that, that sense of scope and size of the actual thing, because I'd imagine maybe, say, David is six foot one six foot two for example but he's meant to stretch and he's meant to grow taller you mm. don't really get the the full sense of that so i can understand why they've done it as i said it's kind of similar to the way they deal with with, with the shark and jaws is you see very little until near the end um i just but yeah overall i mean i'm thinking maybe i'm maybe sounding a wee bit down on it but i'm really not at all i thoroughly enjoyed it i think everything's great about it again i always say it 90 minute movies are brilliant like if you know you're for 90 minutes like the minions rise of Gru was 90 minutes in fact it was 85 minutes so <laughs> that adds a star on four stars or no three stars for the minions rise of Gru. um but yeah it's 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 just great it's it's an all-time classic and um, we're still all, talking about Gru, are you? Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh no, this is now yeah. a Minions spoiler special of the full franchise. That's what we're going on. Hey, get your emergency notes out. We've done with American Werewolf in London now. We've watched lyrical enough about that. What do you think of Stuart, Bob, and Kevin from the Minions movie? They're really good, eh? Oh, How do you know that? What's your favourite one? What's your favourite minion? <laughs> Only one right. I know is Kevin, I think. So I'll go with him. But the main, the, oh, Larry, the main three are Stuart, Bob, and Kevin. Right? Bob has <laughs> Bob's the small one with two eyes. Stuart is uh, the kind of lackadaisical one, and Kevin's the kind of leader of the three. Just so you know, for future reference, once we eventually come round to that. And you cleared that up for me. Thank you. <laughs> wow. So. <laughs> one of the things um, I really like the opening to it because it, it, like we're talking how it just kind of ends but it also just kind of starts as well like yes, there's no like, sort of build up it, it looks like uh, sort of round my part of the, the country <laughs> sort of North Yorkshire mm, just mm. you go like 10 miles into North Yorkshire and you may as well be like 100 miles away from anywhere because it's, it's just so remote yeah it's like it reminds me of the scene in a way with Neil and I, where they turn yeah, up to yes. the farm, um, and they go to the the slaughtered lamb pub. What I really found interesting, calls, hmm? seriously, point of contention there. <laughs> Who calls the pub that? Yeah, it's, seriously, it's a bit not, I mean, not really inviting, is it? Let's be honest. Yeah, oh, Rob, Rob, you can speak from an uh, experience. I mean, but you, you English are a bit weird with your pub names, these no. Yeah, we are, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it stretches up to Scotland, but there's so many red lines, and if there's a red line, you know, that's the scumbag pub, and you don't go anywhere near it. 
Um, oh good. I mean, in terms of pubs up here, most of our pubs are named after something slightly unionist or something slightly Republican. Yeah. Or the Loudoun. city centre pubs. The Lewis and Tavern, the, the Brazen Head, the Sarry Head. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Loudoun Tavern. around what side of the green or blue divide you're on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We save our cool names for micro-pubs. Aye, aye. I mean, <laughs> my favourite pub of all time is in the south side of Glasgow. It's Sweeney's on the Park. Uh, that's a very, very good pub if you're ever in the south side of Glasgow. Um, but if anybody names it, the other than referencing this, you calling it that, uh, the Slaughtered Lamb, I think mm. you've got issues. Yeah. yeah I think it doesn't so. sound very hygienic. No, it doesn't sound like a manky place. Like, aye. Like, Don't like, anything either. I mean, she says, uh, "You got any food? No. You got any yeah. soup? No. You got any tea? No." But you, do you want some? Because <laughs> <Can laughs> <you get, laughs> the service is just atrocious. I mean, two one star on uh, um, <laughs> some review website there. <laughs> aye, but the thing is that they're also Americans in the eighties, and the Americans have just found out about kettles. Recently, so <laughs> the idea for them to have whoa, whoa, tea slow, really. I Americans don't use kettles. They make the they, they boil they boil water in hobs and uh, they heat tea. That's still a, it's still a kettle though. It's still a kettle going on the on the burner, isn't it? Mm, I think some of them use that, but I think it's like a pot quite a lot of the time but they don't understand instant oh, kettles That's someone a- said I seen a thing and it was like oh a quick tip for you see if you're boiling water boil it in the kettle first it's like fuck's sake man we've known that for like at least 30 years well, where do you guys alright just, just alienating all our American listeners like in one fell swoop <laughs> we're better we're better water than you guys are when it comes to water we're better <laughs> um, so yeah it's quite cool like in Straight away, you know, the kind of the pub goers and the, the landlady know something's kind of a mess around this area. She's and like the morality, isn't she? She's the yeah. only one who seems to care. Yeah, yeah. And interesting, like, they mention how there is the mark of the wolf man in the slaughtered lamb. Yeah. And I was wondering, yes. is it cultist with them? Or is it just they are... Is the mark of the wolf there a... Um, ward it off, or is it just a a hint towards what's coming? Like it, it feels like there could be maybe a wee bit more of a backstory to that. Of any to the thought about that? I think I think it, it's they are sort of to ward it off. I think I think they've the kind of candles are burning. That thing, the five pointy star. I think they call it. In that isn't it five pointy star. Yeah. Um, not a pentagram, obviously, but it's it's more sort of wicking, isn't it? That mm. um, that's sort of the reverse side of it. So I assume that I was always taking it from the... Because you don't ever really get an explanation. They don't want to explain why it's mm. here or go into it. And they, well, even when Jack asks them, the place goes into sort of like get to fuck mode. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> that's when they, they duly leave and then get slaughtered. But after the slaughtered lamb, there you go. Um, it's a, it's a set it up as sort of like a ring of salt for a demon donor. Yeah, mm. yeah. Aye, yeah. Never aye. really explain it beyond there's just a pen, well, a five star, point of star on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Aye. Yeah, I thought it was, it was quite interesting. I wonder if you just had any kind of thoughts on that because these locals obviously know and uh, randomly Rick Mail is amongst yes, the locals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very, very young. Very aye. young. 
I looked. Yeah. At, I mean, well, Rick Neil was only in his fifties when he died, isn't he? Maybe yeah, like it must have been his twenties when this was made, but yeah, I think as I think this uh, uh, his, his first major motion picture. I think he was in a a British movie before, but this was his first okay. sort of major. Looking at when I looked on IDB when I was doing my notes, mm-hmm. this is his kind of first. He's he made a sort of like kind of World War Two movie about kind of a Nazi yeah. com- that kind of falls in with people, mm-hmm. um, like a family, and they've got to sort of protect them. Um, right. But this is his kind of first kind of big big hit i suppose and then he went Sorry. off to be a, a megastar essentially he's in he's in strangely in this on shudder he's appeared in some weird like random horror movie so i watched a trailer for it i can't remember what it's called but it's a kind of like a body horror film like, got a cronenberg kind of film it's on it's, no it's in, it's, it's in it's in like it's a it's been it's been the last like, couple of years it must have been obviously before like when just before he died, because he's like, right. he's like sort of the guy's boss in it, and I was like, what the fuck, this Rick Mayo, like, in a very serious, it looks like a very serious movie, but, um, he plays it, he's like, been dead a long time now, yeah, isn't so he? it's weird, it's like, but, I think mm. it only maybe just got, maybe just got a release very recently, um, right. or they, it took ages for them to actually finish it, but, um, yeah, it looks very interesting. Well, might, might just, might not have had the money, yeah, yeah sure, yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 so, distribution into it, it's half a battle for, I think, he's, uh, I mean, honestly, this, this whole pub bit, I think there's like a great movie in there, honestly. It, it sort mm. of sets it up like sort of a folk horror thing where yeah, right. there's a like even the mythology of the werewolf. It's kind of unique to this movie. Mm-hmm. There seems to be one, and if you're killed by it, you basically walk in limbo Aye. until the entire uh, werewolf bloodline is dead. Yeah, yeah, and it always it almost seems to pick its next kind of victim to pass it on to almost like a virus yeah yeah um it's quite strange obviously basically the the two uh, david and <clears throat> jack we mentioned earlier on go the walk on the moors when they're told not to and they're hunted by the werewolf and jack gets killed and david gets kind of maimed but then it looks like the pub locals kill the werewolf and some old guy who's just sitting with bullet holes riddled in him um uh, yeah, it's quite a strange thing. Like quite werewolves, a lot of films they they, they have your packs of werewolves. So, or, I mean, if you're um, bit or scratched by one, you turn into yeah, one. Yeah, there's no sort of idea of being a curse. It's just a cool thing that happens to you. Aye. Yeah, <laughs> aye. this this one seems it's like it picks a host almost because there only seems to be one at a time. Yeah, and it's never really talked about this sort of aspect yeah. of American werewolf because I think that the mythology behind the actual werewolves is pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, very different. Unique. Yeah, yeah, aye, because as the, 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 most werewolf movies follow the same tropes. Yeah, because even says at some point um, when so basically one of the things is Jack returns to him and from the afterlife um, and is saying until you kill yourself. I am stuck here, and everyone who is a victim of this wolf is stuck in this limbo. We don't know what's happened to us, but we keep rotting. Yeah, why do they keep rotting the dead and the ghosts? <laughs> yes, it's strange. Just, it's maybe just a manifestation, manifestation for David to see into it, so it makes it more yeah. horrific for him. Amazing effects. That's you, Jack slowly kind of rotting into sort of like um, when his first meatloaf. Talking meatloaf as, call, as, as David calls at one hey. point, uh, to like sort of like the, he's get the kind of he becomes almost like going from like just prosthetics to being like a full on 
kind of puppet at some point, which is really cool. Reminded, um, I don't know, can't remember the name of it. Uh, what's it called from there? Return of the Living Dead, that monster that's in... The, yeah, the Return of the Living Dead, the yeah. swamp thing that's in the basement. The Tarman, yeah. That a little bit, yeah. It's a little bit like that, and a little bit of like... Of the kind of the uh, the zombies on the slab and stuff as well, a wee bit as well. Right. And you, I was talking about obviously a bit earlier on about the the kind of puppet itself, the, you know the the actual beast. The 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 bit I'm kind of I'm, I'm obviously most impressed about obviously apart from the 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 change scene is a is a bit on the the subway where you sort of just you just see sort of like the guy's kind of point of view and just mm. kind of coming out coming out the tunnel, just yeah. like slowly walking towards him, which I thought. It's a really cool because it does show you that it's not just like CGI. It doesn't look. It's not like bad animation. It's it looks like it's something that's that's very much there and very yeah. much gonna gonna claim up these stairs and after him. So something that's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But go, uh, going back, go back to the kind of mythology part. Um, it was kind of touching on me, Jack. David says, "So how am I meant to kill myself? Just a silver bullet or something?" And he went, oh, "Talk shit. It's nothing <laughs> like that. And that's what you've always you're always known about. It's always silver bullets kill werewolves." And uh, I don't know if it was Landis or uh, I don't know. Actually, have I know who the kind of screenwriter or scriptwriter is for this movie? But um, they've tried their best. They just that was uh, written by uh, Landis as well. All right. Okay. Cool. Um, um, yeah, they've just subvert the expectations a wee bit, which is a bit more interesting to do. Like since American Werewolf has there been, it was the Howling. Howling was after, wasn't it? So, so you said yeah. Werewolf and Howling. I mean, you could count on your hands probably your one hand the amount of Werewolf movies that have been. I don't know if you need a finger to count the amount of good ones. I can you. Get about ten, being generous. Yeah, like Ginger Snaps. Well, Wolf, Wolf uh, with Jack Nicholson, which is just is very daft, yeah, but yeah. a very enjoyable and movie. Him and James Wolfen. Nobody ever knows about uh, Wolfen, which Wolfen, is where yeah, yeah, Predator, yeah. Predator stole the Predator vision from that movie. Really? Oh, right. I've not seen that movie, but I've heard about it. It's, it's uh, what's his name again? Oh God. Albert it's, Finney. Yeah, it's sort of um, Native American folk It's not werewolves, it's skinwalkers. So. Mm. Oh, I've heard that. I've heard of that yeah. kind of phrase before. And not then, a lot of good werewolf movies, so you are bang on with that. The Twilight <laughs> Quadrilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, yeah. <laughs> the best of the best. Um, Last Phases is pretty good too. I think yeah, it bottles like it that. in some places, but it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. It's quite cool. It's, quite good. It's, good. it's got good effects in it. Yeah. So basically, after um, David has his, uh, his altercation with the werewolf, it's essentially he's going to become one when the full moon strikes in two nights or whatever it is. The friends Jenny Agatha, who's Nurse Alex, um, and they kind of like they, they fall in love together. Fall in love together, fall in love. Um, it kind of rushed that part of it as well. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, that's very yeah, kind yeah. of. You clearly see he doesn't give a shit about that. He's just yeah. like, this is a subplot. It's a female love interest. I have a, where I can add in, I, I can add in a very awkward and kind of cheesy 1986 scene with terrible oh, yes. and bad background music. Um, <laughs> it doesn't cut the curtains. Eh? It doesn't just cut the curtains like so many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
then one of the nights, um, and probably for me, it's a fucking nuts scene. The Nazi werewolves. Yes. <laughs> David is going through a phase of having weird, trippy dreams, strange nightmares. And then he randomly has this one where he imagines he's back home in the States mm. and his family get attacked by essentially werewolves, guys in masks. <laughs> like, yes. It's meant to be werewolves, but these are these are probably the worst sort of practical uh, yeah, masks. They, the those... thing. they look like <laughs> uh, Halloween 3 levels of yeah, yeah. Oh, well, 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 I won't have bad things said about Halloween 3. I'm not movie. saying anything bad about it. I'm just saying that's how the rubber masks look. You would see them out trick-or-treating. Yeah. Um, fair enough, fair enough. They've blown the budget um, on the on transformation scene and went, well, wait, we need this, like, Nazi werewolf scene. Quick, get down get down to Party Planet and just get this, get a few <laughs> werewolf masks in. Aye. And they're randomly in Nazi SS uniforms. Like, yeah. it's just so nuts. And there's, there's probably some meaning behind it. Yeah. He's not sharing it. No, no. And it's great. I mean, it's, it's the most, probably the most violent kind of the movie gets because it's not like so you see Jack after he's been attacked and you see him kind of in his afterlife sort of decomposing but apart from that there isn't like sort of it's the best way to describe it violence as it happens it's all after the fact yeah yeah it's sort of after the fact you see the damage that's been done but this is really violent and David gets his head held and his throat cut and the then, only other bit of violence is one cop gets his head bit off. Oh, yeah, and it rolls a bit of place. Yeah, 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 yeah. That bit. Yeah, but that's, but I, and that whole crash scene at the end, which I think that's got to be a Blues Brothers reference there. Mm. Oh, yes, absolutely. I would agree. That definitely has Aye. to be, yeah. Aye. Um, you get the... the so David wakes up and then... Or he thinks he wakes up and then he has like a, a second nightmare where... Oh, his face then changes. <laughs> well, a dream of a dream. It's just total uh, fake out. Inception. I don't know if you've both seen Under the Skin. Yes. But there's a uh, bit in there where Scarlett Johansson is watching the TV and it's got, uh, I think, um, Tommy Cooper on. And the look on her face, it's like, what is this shit? It's, it's, just, it's just, she's supposed to be an alien, but she's yeah. clearly not getting this English thing. Aye. Uh, but in this, it's not like an, an American director's come over and he just doesn't get English or British or Irish or Scottish stuff. It just feels like it was made by some somebody who lived there all their life, doesn't it? It's weird. Uh, it's, it's, uh, Scarlett Johansson's taking the, the, the face there of every person around Glasgow when he watches some Tommy Cooper stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, some, it was loved. It was loved. Aye, aye. Um, yeah, it's quite, it is very local feeling. Yes. To the, the kind of, uh, maybe in terms of the comedy, maybe not so much, but just the, the way the story's told. And obviously, it seems like it's always dark and rainy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, certainly, yeah. certainly always rainy. Um, and that just, yeah, adds to the, the kind of, to say, kind of English feel to the movie. And, in general, aye, definitely. It's very hard for like, uh, somebody who's not lived here, who's trying to pretend to make a film from here, and it just doesn't work. I can't even think of any examples that's ever worked. 
This is probably one of the few examples that I could actually give you. Yeah, it's very difficult for um, Landis, Landis American, isn't he? Yes. Yes. Uh, coming from a different culture, where just everything's different. Even your approach to any sort of cinema is different, whether it's action, comedy, horror. There's so many kind of odd ways of doing it. Maybe now you're seeing a bit more of a kind of um, crossover with people like Eggers, who seems hmm. to have a... I mean, he's a clearly a guy who's in his mid-30s from Manchester. I mean, I, I don't buy that he's an American at all. <laughs> he looks I don't it, believe he? it. He's seen a thing, the meme on Twitter, that man is yeah, definitely bought a Greg's at some point. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's clearly not American. I don't buy it for a second. <laughs> mean Street was his favourite movie in the noughties. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a... Certainly back in nearly 40 years ago, it would have been quite a a difficult job to take on if you weren't versed mm. in British cinema. But, I mean, I don't know Landis' background in terms well, of... Landis knows his stuff, though. He's, he's an expert on just horror history, yes. really. Mm. Yeah. And if you read that book that, that he mentioned earlier, what Monsters... I can't remember his name now. His Monster book. Yeah, yeah. He goes into... Massive amount of detail on a lot yeah. of things in that. Right, okay. I think it's just called On, on Monsters. I think it's just Landis on Monsters, I think it's called. Yeah, that sounds familiar, yeah. Yeah. Cool. But I think my mum's probably stolen it. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess, as you're saying as well, uh, Rob, it gets the feel, you're saying it feels like kind of the area is near, near yourself. Like it's oh, yeah. 10 He's... miles in and it feels like you're 100 miles away from everywhere. You've seen those villages that you drive through where there's three houses and a pub and you, Tons you of don't them. stop in the pub. <laughs> like... Oh, no, 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 no. It's, yeah, that person's clearly a millionaire, so it's changed since sort of the 80s. But, you know, it's really isolated, those places, and the vibe when you go in them, you just... Well, you know what I mean. Aye. You've got these those super isolated little pre-house villages. You've got them all over the place in the UK. Aye. Aye. They know that you're not local. You know that they know you know. (laughs) Whatever the fuck it is with your friends. (laughs) (laughs) You have, if you're going to order a drink, you get that level of stubbornness about yourself. I'll just order a drink, but you drink it fucking quick and then you go. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Aye. I think the most, apart from maybe the Nazi werewolves, the most iconic scene from this is the changings. Yes. Into the werewolf. Yeah. It happens fairly. There's two of them. Like one's like the really drawn out one, and one's sort of like yeah. over and, and done with quick. Yeah. yeah. In the porno theatre. Yeah. Yeah. The, aye, the porno theatre one's the, the really quick one near the end, but. The, the kind of drawn out one that just cuts to David in a sitting room and he seems to be happily reading a book. He's like, oh, and no, I just... feel really, really hot. I can't handle this. And he rips his shirt off and then he gets uh, down on all fours. And then it well, well, what he does is he's reading a book and then he just starts screaming. And then yes. he says he's hot. <laughs> like It's just he's sitting casually reading a book and then just falls to his knees immediately and starts oh. screaming. And he starts watching TV before that and he's like, he has Aye. a bit of darts, which is a bit of darts. And what's the other thing he was? He was an advert for a naughty Nina, which is just that advert. Yeah, that yeah. Advert with something. It's like a News of the World advert he's watching. It's kind of like, I'm going to tell my story. 
That sort of thing, like, <laughs> just <for> like... <laughs> it's such a funny advert. <laughs> and um, it's just so well done. Now, this has not aged at all. You can see where the it's really tastefully edited. You can mm-hmm. see where like one movement is and where yeah. the cut and two. Everything about it is just perfect as far yeah. as like a effect sequence. Yeah. It's, it's it goes from I think the first part she see is the well essentially the hair kind of starts growing on him, but it's the back, isn't it? The back starts bubbling and stretching, and then it's the it's fingers. Happens, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's just perfect, and it ends kind of with the elongated um, snout. Yeah, not, not yeah. ends with that, but that's the kind of the last stage of the transformation, and it's just fantastic. Like what they done. With I don't know budget wise for this movie I don't think it would have been huge. Um, I don't know. I mean, this the basic reason this exists is because uh, of thriller. Yes, and that was a big deal. Right, I thought it was the other way about. I thought and Michael Jackson. Oh no, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I I thought it was Michael Jackson saw this and then and I just committed that for thriller. Yeah, just on that, I couldn't picture Michael Jackson watching this. I'm sorry, I don't buy that. <laughs> Budget was five point eight million, which for inflation, that's an expensive movie in nineteen eighty one. Aye, um, we're talking probably about what, 60, 70 million maybe in inflation. Something got uh, gone up. It would have been uh, Jesus. Yeah. Four million would have been fourteen million today. So it's not actually that much. It's still an example again. Yeah, so we had um, Thriller again. I took a bit of um, influence from this in terms of the, the practical effects. You might, I don't, again, did Thriller have the same uh, practical practical effects designer? Like, was it? I have no idea. It's been a long, I think it's Rick Baker as well, again, yeah. Rick, well, I'm pretty much sure it's Rick Baker as well. Because you can mm. see him like in sort of back shots and stuff like doing it. It's very, very. It's it's not a million miles away from the the model that's on this, but it's a bit more like um, it's, it's, a, more it's a very similar shot of the the snout growing out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. In this, um, on in thriller, which was adapted later. What I loved about this scene is the foley art. I'm assuming it would be foley art that would have done this. The just the, the sounds you get from it, the crunching. Oh yeah, yes. The I mean it sounds like it. The noise. Yeah. So like you feel you feel every bone and every sinew stretching. And obviously with David screaming as well. But I mean the Foley artists earned their fucking corn on this, definitely. <laughs> it, it was great, like it was fantastic. Like it's 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 toe curling. Yeah, it's just horrible, from the it? noise. Like it's it's not like in, like within like obviously speaking about howling again, it doesn't seem that they're really hurt by what's happening. Whereas obviously, in this it seems like agonising. Right. Okay. In this one, I think a little bit more, and mm-hmm. they're more. I think I think in howling they seem to be more used to it. But I think I obviously mean, David doesn't get as much. He's only had done it twice, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They enjoy the pain. Yeah. And then the, the guy who changes, uh, Robert Picardo, um, yes. he was the doctor in one of the Star Treks, which I found an amazing fact. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he would get kicks from it. Yeah. But it's a great sequence, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. As I said, you can, you can do anything by CGI, but the 
the way this was practically done is just incredible. It's going to do it now, like with practical effects. It'd be a mix of a digital and practical. Uh, I think that's how um, Attack the Block did it. Mm. That was a mix of the two, and that looks really good. So Aye. there's a way to do both. I think. Aye. Um, it's the, the, this kind of leads to David's main sort of slaughter. Out with we won't we'll get into too much detail. He goes through a couple that are trying to get into a house party. Uh, the a bunch of homeless guys. Um, guy that we mentioned earlier on, Larry, the commuter coming off the the subway yep. in London. Um, and. It was probably a banker, so he probably deserves it. Uh, if he's going <laughs> home at that time, he's, he's sitting, sitting back to do overtime, isn't he? He'd be I in this chard now. Yeah. I, saw, I saw what was in his uh, his briefcase when he got done. It was totally <laughs> a banker. Seven, right. <laughs> That's for the taxpayers, you cunt. Yeah, it seemed, and he seems a bit like an, a bit of an arsehole when he comes back and they're in the cinema, in the porn mm. cinema. He seems like about they're all yeah, does, a yeah. couple are really nice about it. Like, oh, just hope we just killed yourself with a gun, be fine. Like, you always always slit your throat and stuff like that. And he's like, should just do it right now. You're a fucking dickhead. I'm like, all right, can't jump in front of the train. It's like, oh, <laughs> not <even that>. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he, he has that, and then he, I mean, he basically tries to get arrested, and then it, the next night, I think, is the actual filming, isn't it? The, mm. with the the turn in the cinema mm. and Jack's in front of him and it's essentially just like a, a dummy or some sort. Um, still looks good. Um, yeah, absolutely. The, the editing, the way they edit it and the way they shoot it still looks the believable. Effects, the effects there, like I think mm. more of it is spent on the cars crashing into each other and sort of people getting run over and mm-hmm. heads coming off. And Yeah, well, that's what happens. Like, so he goes through his kind of final transformation. Now, this is what I maybe didn't understand. When he goes through a final transformation, does he stay if it's a filming? Like, you know, we're trying to, they, they, they kind of juggle with the lore a wee bit in these. Might, is it, yeah. Because, obviously, he turned the night before and he turned back in the morning. But if it's a filming, is that meant to be that's him? Because he was only attacked a couple of days before, so there couldn't have been another filming. So is it just that once you hit the full moon, you then turn permanently and you just live that life out as it, as the, the werewolf? It feels like that is maybe more to what they're leaning towards. Yeah. They don't really explain it. Yeah, I doubt they explain it in the sequel because the sequel's awful. But, I've never seen know, it. <laughs> uh, Paris. American Werewolf in Paris. Paris. Never yeah, watch yeah, it. Yeah. It's, it's bad. <laughs> that is yeah. CGI werewolves yeah. at that point, isn't it? It's good. Yeah, it's a good few years later. Do you know it was a good 12 years or something, was it not? Yeah, mid-90s, I think that was. Mm. No. But um, it does leave it open, the door open, really, for uh, the mythology. Yeah. It leaves it open to interpretation, which I think is interesting. Yeah, better that than just here's a generic explanation for it. But I think I definitely think that's more to what they were leaning towards, certainly. The filming is more like a permanent transformation. Um, because, as I said, if he's only been attacked a couple of days before, or a, a couple of weeks before, maybe it certainly it doesn't feel as if it'd be a month. I don't know. I don't know moon cycles. Is that a film in a month? No, 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 no clue. Not a clue. But um, it would seem to be more leaning towards the kind of final transformation 
is that's you stuck as it, and then you'll just haunt wherever. Maybe he would have spent his time running about Leicester Square, like you know what I mean, like he's <laughs> yeah. known the rules. Um, <laughs> but it's certainly an interesting, yeah, quite a violent end. Like no one believes what's going on inside the cinema. There's an animal in there. There's a dog in there attacking because then they've massacred more people in the cinema. And then he rips off a police officer's head and just fucking launches it across the cars. Done violently, but also fucking quite funny still. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it would explain the wolf at the beginning if it does just fully turn into a wolf. Yeah. On mirrors. Yeah. And he's just haunting and hunting around that area. Um, the kind of final scene is... We've had the kind of the violent blowout and David as the werewolf runs down an alleyway and he's cornered essentially by, I think, the army turn up, don't they? Yeah, it's uh, like the armed arm, arm. guard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Lord of the filth turn up, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Nurse Alex says, lover, his girlfriend, whatever they are to each other, tries to go around and speak to him and then it essentially shows that uh, he has become fully embedded into this because he tries to attack her. He gets shot dead and then the movie ends. How yep. good of a shot is that though? I mean, you barely see us down that long alley. Aye. And they didn't get air at all. That's no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's Aye. some <laughs> nice shooting text. I thought you were meaning the actual like the shot of the, like, I the mean, you, you, don't, you barely see it anywhere from that far away, but mm. and they still uh, managed to shoot it. So. I think you just see its head next to the bin, don't you? <laughs> like, that's kind of all you see. And that's it. That's the movie. It just fucking, as you're saying, it just stops. It starts ab- abruptly and it stops abruptly, which is really, it wants to tell this one phase and one part of a story and it just keeps it very linear. There ain't no fat on it at all. Um, and you're left to wonder. Like that's when I was younger, I remember not liking this because I wanted explanations for everything when I was younger. But this is just no. David's dead now. It may, maybe it's done. Maybe it's not. Doesn't matter. That's the story of David, and that's yeah. it. It's finished. Yeah, I don't know how they David's strung it along for a sequel, but yeah. again, never seen it, so quite happily won't watch it. <laughs> I think it's just uh, another instance of this happening somewhere else in the world. I don't know. I think it's I think it's connected to something or like some weird thing about him being a cousin or something like that. I'm pretty sure. Oh God! We need to look into that. That's a that's a what that's a hate watch for another day. I think. That's uh, that's the cheap out, isn't it? Really? Yeah. To make a yeah. sequel. And um, she so yeah, overall, I think a great movie. What I what I really found interesting. There's no kind of happy ending. No. And what you would also nowadays certainly in a werewolf movie you would get the hunt for a cure before he turns, like they would go to, fuck, I don't know where werewolves originate from, Bavaria, see, Christ, I don't know. And they would hunt Bavaria for some tome that tells them if you drink three glasses of water from a certain cup and turn your ass up into the air while the sun's up, you won't turn into a werewolf. Like, there'd be things like that. But Here's, here's a funny thing. I mean, I mean I've been, um, I'm writing, like, a script, complete clarity, and one of the things I was looking into was uh, werewolves. Interesting right, okay. thing there. That's a European idea, the werewolf. Right, okay. And it was usually um, a serial killer in the area, and they blamed it on whatever, like, the most dominant predator is in the area. 
So if it's in Europe, they put them on the wolves. If it's in Africa, they put them on hyenas. Right. Uh, South America, they put them on pumas. Right. So, it's interesting. Yeah. Cool. In, in, if this was like, I don't know, um, an African movie, it'd be uh, an American hyena in, uh, <laughs> I don't know, Amer- African Bucks. city. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, American hyena in Johannesburg. There you go. That's quite cool. That's interesting. So, but that's like, like that. That's what you would get from movies. I think nowadays it wouldn't be an, an American movie from London made nowadays. Wouldn't it be ninety minutes. It would be one hundred and fifty, and you would yes. have the the hour in between of them looking for a way to get them out of it. It might end the same way, but you would have the extra exposition. You'd have the extra. They would find a fucking witch doctor or something that would tell them some sort of ritual. At least the relationship might actually work in that (laughs) longer version, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I actually have some form of reason why they love each other after three days. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's it's quite um, refreshing in that way, because I still think you get that in everything, even watching, we spoke about Stranger Things earlier on, the the way that Series 4 is with certain characters, I'm not going to give anything away, they look for an element to try and battle against it, which is fine for a TV series, but for a movie like this it wouldn't have worked, but you feel like maybe in a modern day movie they would have tried to find a way of getting that in there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, there'd be a plan to fight it at least. Yeah, exactly. Even if they don't try and find the cure, there'll be a plan to fight it and go to like the weird guy in the in the community who makes silver bullets for some reason. <laughs> and he would get killed. He would fight, yeah. try and fight him initially, and he would get killed, and then the whole thing would die. Uh, Another good happened. werewolf movie. While just reminding myself of it, there, Silver Bullet. There, that's a good. Oh one. yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, Stephen King. That's Stephen King. Aye. Yeah, I've been oh, god years since I've seen that. Mm. So I think overall, we're all fairly positive towards. I would say so, definitely. Wolf in London. Yeah, just um, going to a little bit, but yeah, it's still very positive about it, yeah. Yeah. As I said, for me, it was never it was never up there as a, a favourite of mine, but I do enjoy it. Like, it's still a, a great movie. Um, I never am going to watch the sequel. I don't want to ever see it remade. <laughs> it should be left as is. And could we do a decent werewolf movie? I think so. Um, it's been a long time. Would you want? Yeah. Or do one maybe a human Bloomhouse done? I'll, I think I, I really, really love the Bloomhouse Invisible Man. Maybe they could do something with an awful lot of shit English uh, werewolf movies in recent years. Mm. Oh, fight, no, Dog Soldiers. That yes, yes, yeah. Dog was... Soldiers was great. That was Scottish. It was like a, there was one in a train, it was like crashed out in the countryside. Right, okay. Um, and there was werewolves hunting it. Uh, I think it was called Howl or something. Right, okay. Um, the guy who was from Emmerdale, Dominic Brunt, um, who's done, uh, what was it called? He's done a few movies, the Attack of the Adult Babies and uh, Till Dawn. No, it's not Until Dawn. That's a video game. That's a video yeah, game. Okay. He's done a few. He's got one coming up. Um, <laughs> so maybe that's a good one. I don't know. I... I uh, Dog Soldiers was was very good. Um, as I said, like Blumhouse took on the Invisible Man story, and it could be interesting maybe to see them take on the kind of old Universal style movies. Yeah, I think so. They could maybe do something with it. But uh, Lee Wan L done the Invisible Man, and he's been mm. great for 
kind of strange and weird sort of sci-fi horror by Upgrade as well. Um, maybe oh, that. Yeah, yeah. In fact, hold on. I think I'm taking a blank. I think they're making one. I think Ryan Gosling is the lead in a Wolfman movie. Oh, and yeah, that does sound familiar. I bet you it's a 12A or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be a Aye. Like Team Gosling. Gosling, not Reynolds. Ah, oh, sorry, yeah. Well, maybe. Uh, yeah, Wolfman, it's in pre-production. Aye. I knew it. As soon as I said that, I went, is that Bluemouse? Uh, direct C on France. What? Who's directing <laughs> it? Aye, um, but is it, is it the production? Uh, Bloomhouse in Universal, yeah. Aye, aye. So they must have some deal with Universal then for the old Universal Monsters. Derek Sian France. Uh, he, I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong, but I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blue Valentine, Place Beyond the Pines. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Oh, wow. Place Beyond the Pines. I liked it. I don't know if it was nice. Oh, no. I don't want to watch Blue Valentine because I, I want to like not like jump through a window at one point. Like, <laughs> I've just I've seen, I've seen enough of it to to know like <clears throat> it'll probably just completely depress me for like a, a week. So. Yeah, it does. I've seen it. It right. does. Yeah, it's horrible. To, to be fair though, that's quite uh, an interesting choice then in terms of director for making a Wolfman movie. And obviously, Gosling's quite an interesting actor. I like him. Like he's in fact he's excellent. I mean, in most things he's in, that's quite an interesting take on it. And that. I just said, Bloomhouse making a Wolfman movie might be decent. Like so, Could be, yeah. aye. Um, aye, that's that's quite intriguing actually. And hopefully, there's a quick turnaround on that and get a get that next year, maybe. I'd imagine. My fingers crossed. Aye. Um. So for an American werewolf in London, that's it for this episode. Um. The next one we are going to cover is... Larry, you want to take this one? So the next film we're going to cover is an anthology movie called Body Bags, which, mm-hmm. star, which stars in one of the f- stories, David Norton. Okay. I'm pretty sure this is a famous rare role for John Carpenter acting as well. Yes, yes. Cool. Right. Excellent. Um, this will be a first-time watch, so the past three, this is two out of three, will be the first-time watch for me. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Um, I love an anthology horror, so Same. I'm quite happy watching that. Um, is that eighties as well? Eighties era? I think it, I think First. it's nineties. I think it's nineties. Right. It's nineties. I remember it being very. Well, I've not. I think I've watched it since. Um, my mum and dad let me watch it along when they were watching it one night, one Saturday night on BBC Two. Yeah. I think it was on and just watch it along with them. Oh, the guy from Star Wars is in this film, so let's let him watch it. Yeah, cool. Look forward to that then. I'll get that um, get that watched then. As long as it's up there, I mean, some of the best horror anthologies, Trick or Treat and the first VHS ever, other VHS after that's been shot. Oh, in fact, he didn't mention Creepshow. You need to yeah, fix that. I know, I know. That, that, I was going I was was to call it myself. Seen, Thanks for ever saying that. Never seen a minute of Creepshow. You need uh, to. I know I should have. Like, I mean, they brought it back on Shudder as well, didn't they? The, the past couple of years, it's a new series. Um, the films are great. Like the so second one is not as good, but it's, it's still worth a watch. And the yeah, first one is essential is. watching, I think. The, the, the second one's got a great bit in a in a pool, like a little swimming pool with a bit of toxic waste. Oh yeah, that's that hor- that's horrible. 
I get mixed up between Creepshow and Tales from the Crypt. That's the thing that I get. Yeah. Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. It's not anthology, but oh my God. That. that's a great movie. That is maybe, like, that is in my top the they've brought back. Top five, remember. probably, even, in fact, maybe. Demon yeah. Knight, you need to watch yeah. that if you've not seen that before, because that's... You send me these lists of things, man. So I think I'm going to have to give you some homework now. Me and Rob are going to give you I, homework. I, I have not <laughs> enough for the... Like, if I've got eight guests within the next three weeks, that gives me... 20, no, I 24 movies. <laughs> well, enjoy him. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Especially the um, Tom Six trilogy. Um, so, with that, we'll wrap up. Um, Larry, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nowhere Larry, nor with a K. Um, mm-hmm. You can find me on Instagram at Total Deathmatch. That's it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Rob, what about yourself? Um, what have you got coming up on Directors what? Uncut? And... Well, I'm on a mid-season break, which is absolutely wonderful, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Not watching anything. Uh, but you can find uh, Directors Uncut wherever you find podcasts. Um, the first season back of... Uh, season, well, the first episode back of season two is um, Michael Moore. So look forward to that one. Uh, Andy's on that one mm-hmm. with uh, yep. myself and Graham. But you can mm-hmm. find me on social media, uh, Uncut Robcast. Well, that's the first time I've said that. That sounds weird. Uncut <laughs> Robcast on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Aye. We, um, in that Michael Moore episode, I'm pretty sure we smack it to the lefty liberals who directed yeah. these movies. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it was great fun doing. Uh, I look forward to listening to it. And uh, you can get our Twitter at Where Is Nowhere. Um, I'm at Nowhere Andy. And we also have Instagram as well, which uh, Larry runs very well. Yes. And Road to Nowhere Pod. Mm-hmm. Um, what's a. Uh, Great directing Nowhere episodes coming up soon as well, including one with me and Rob once we record it. Um, <laughs> and next time, I look forward to watching Body Bags discussing that with you. So, we have been Road to Nowhere, and I will catch you soon. Dark in the city, Close the heart